On this 28th Wednesday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Luke. Jesus said, Woe to you, Pharisees! You pay tithes of mint and of rue and of every garden herb, but you pay no attention to judgment and to love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. Woe to you, Pharisees! You love the seat of honour in synagogues and greetings in marketplaces. Woe to you! You are like unseen graves over which people unknowingly walk. Then one of the scholars of the law said to him in reply, Teacher, by saying this, you are insulting us too. And he said, Woe also to you scholars of the law! You impose on people burdens hard to carry, but you yourselves do not lift one finger to touch them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I can't deny that it's hard to talk about certain topics. I know that it's not very pleasing to listen to the Word of God when what it says is unpleasant. When, rather than encouraging us, it seems to bring us down or shows us the dark side of our life and our heart. I also find it hard to listen to it. But we can change the focus and think positively. That's always possible. We should believe that, in reality, the Word of God is the light of divine wisdom. The Word of God has to be, and wants to be, harmonious music for our life that often is without strength or out of tune. It's hard to hear that Jesus is sometimes so direct or so demanding. There is still one thing left for you. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven, Jesus says to a man. There is still one thing left for you to do. In some aspects of life, that one thing left to do means everything. What we lack is the most important thing. Actually, it's logical. We keep for ourselves what we consider most precious, and we don't want to give it away for anything in the world. Well, that's what Jesus intended from that man, but not in order to force him, but because the man himself asked him and left the door open for Jesus to tell him, there is still one thing left for you to do. So our crucial question shouldn't be, what must we do to inherit eternal life? We already know that. It's better to ask ourselves and ask Jesus, what do we still need to give to be happy here on earth and have a treasure in heaven? We lack only one thing, and it's the most fundamental one. So let's ask, what are we still failing to give? In today's glimpses of the Gospel, the words of Jesus are very straightforward and we can't change them, even if we don't like them. So let's not be afraid, because it's no drama to discover that we are prideful. It shouldn't be a novelty, and if it's a novelty, it's because we were living in blindness. We're all prideful in some way, as it's part of our human condition. So if you didn't know it, I say to you, welcome to this humanity created by God, but also made of clay and full of weakness as a consequence of sin. The harsh criticism that we hear today from Jesus to the Pharisees and the doctors of the law is also criticism to us who listen to him. 
Jesus highlights one of the daughters of pride, vanity or vainglory. Vanity is like the direct daughter of pride and makes us finally fall into pride. It's the inordinate desire for prestige, fame, applause and adulation. Its opposite virtue is modesty. I insist the disordered desire and the exacerbated longing to be recognised aren't pleasing to God. But there's a reality, and it's that there is in us a healthy desire for recognition. We should all desire to have a good reputation and take care of our name so that no one soils it. Jesus said it very clearly. You love the seat of honour in synagogues and greetings in marketplaces. You are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and every kind of filth. A vain person seeks and wants to be praised and desires to praise themselves. An arrogant person likes to emphasise their qualities or achievements, sometimes exaggeratedly, sometimes very subtly, but they always manage somehow to let others know what they have done or what they are going to do. And if others don't recognise it, then they become sad or sometimes even angry. When a vain person converses, they usually overuse the personal pronoun I to give more force to what they say. They'll say, for example, I did this, or I told him to do this, as if only they did things right. In addition, when a vain person sees that others do something for themselves, they think that others don't do it as well as they do. If we think about it, to be vain is a very childish attitude, but not the kind of childish attitude that Jesus asks of us in the Gospel when he tells us that we should become like children. The philosophy of the vain is that of a capricious child. We all know that children need to be celebrated and applauded for everything they do, and if they aren't celebrated for what they do, they praise themselves. Have you seen a child applaud himself for what he did? Have you noticed how others also applaud him to make him happy? Well, we see this same childish attitude in the vain. Children need applause. That's why vanity is a sign of great immaturity. As adults, we should overcome this attitude because we have to settle in what we are and in what God thinks of us, not what others think. Unfortunately, we drag these arrogant attitudes along the years. When vanity occurs in the religious environment, in our faith, it's even worse because we can fall into the hypocrisy of the Pharisees by using God to put ourselves above others. May Jesus deliver us today from vanity. May he liberate us from this daughter of pride that is often in our hearts and human relationships. May we live this day affirming ourselves in what God thinks of us and not in what others think of us. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.